Good morning and welcome to episode possibly 154 of the Sunday Conversation. I think that's right. Sunday Conversation Podcast. Um, Presented by Loyalty Liquors, Taco Casa, hosted by Aaron and I. Mm-hmm. And and also we're hosted by the full moon because the full moon is out and about and I think it's got people on edge. Mm. Because <clears throat> Aaron's I had another Facebook marketplace issue yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I? Yeah, let it rip. Let's hear it. Okay, so I got a BMW motorcycle. I've had it for a couple years, and I don't want it anymore. So I'm trying to sell it. So I posted it, I would say, like four months ago on Facebook Marketplace, relisted it about 100 times, dropped the price about 40 times, Mm. and then I finally just deleted it. I deleted the listing. So I get... I get a message last week from somebody that says, Hey, do you still have the motorcycle? And I'm like, yeah, I still got it, but I just, I just took it off Facebook market. So this person goes to tell me it's a one. Once again, it's a woman's Facebook page. Purely coincidence. Lori. And yeah, but you're going to, you're going to like this story a lot better. So her name is Lori and she's like, you know, she sends a message that says something like, uh, Hey, I'm, I'm teaching a course down in, I'll use all the real names, Foley, Alabama next week. So, you know, I could come look next friday and come get it yeah the bike and he's like would you be happy with and then he made me an offer mm-hmm. and i said yeah i'll take that because he, he he basically said would you take 5250 for it because i had it at one point down to 5500 on ebay or on uh facebook market and yeah. i'm like i'm like yeah, I'll do that. Like, I just, I kind of want it gone. Right. Um, whatever. So it was, he was, uh, I was like, all right, that was the end of it. And uh, he's like, all right, let me, oh, she, I'm sorry. He's not, it's not he yet. Um, so she <laughs> is like, is uh, basically says, okay, like I'll be in touch about my schedule, you know, like when I can get there. So Foley, Alabama is three and a half hours from where I am. Okay. Okay. And it's north, more west, but a little bit of north, north direction. So this week I'm like, I texted Lori and uh, I was like, you know, you still, you still good for Friday, still good for Friday. And, you know, she was saying like, yeah, like it, it might be after lunchtime. I'm like, yeah, that's that's not a problem. And uh, so, like, a couple days ago, I just said, you still good for Friday? Yep, yep. Yep. 
Okay, so then yesterday is Friday, and I text the person around like they told me on Thursday I'll get in touch with you tomorrow morning to let you know what time I'll be there. Right. Well, Thursday or Friday morning, yesterday morning rolls around, and like I don't get a text until like well I don't get a text. I send them a text at at like ten thirty like. Hey, what's the deal? Like, am I going to hear from you? Right. At like noon. Actually, let me just look. At 1217, I get a text. Please forgive me. We got locked out of the Jeep this morning. So not showing arrival. Now showing arrival at 335 p.m., which is way later than expected. Is that okay? Plus they're on they're on central time. So it's really going to be like four thirty our time. So I said, yeah, that's fine. He says, or she says, okay, thanks, sir. Central time. Correct. Yeah. Central time. Um, I said, okay, sounds good. Do you have a trailer? The person says, I don't, I'm going to rent one, rent a one way, I guess. Cause I heard them say that we got locked out of our Jeep. (laughs) Right. So I'm like, how, how are they taking this motorcycle home? Right. He said, I don't, I'm going to rent one, a one way, I guess. Don't want to ride, ride at eight or nine hours. I'm like, Oh geez. I said, where are you looking to rent one? He said, probably U haul. I said, okay. I was going to say, there's not much. Once you get over this way, I'd check Panama city. He said, we will, we will ride it to where we get a trailer then. And then they, I didn't say anything. They said 45 minutes out. I said, sounds good. This guy shows up who's like a rock climber guy. Okay. He's in sandals. It's It was cold yesterday. It was chilly. How t- hold so, on a second. Hold on a second. How cold was it yesterday? Um, I would say like it was like a brisk 55. Cool. It was three degrees below zero here this morning. Okay. Go ahead. So it was freezing here yesterday and uh, <laughs> there was a wind chill of, it was at least in the mid fifties. Fuck you. All right, come on. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. So they get, they, they both get out of the car, like him and his girlfriend or whatever. And Oh, mind you, they pull in in the biggest piece of shit. Jeep grand grand Cherokee, like an okay. old Jeep grand Cherokee that sounded like a diesel and fun fact. <laughs> Jeep doesn't make a diesel. I don't think. Actually, they do. They do. That's a they they make a diesel Wrangler. But either way, this was not a diesel vehicle. the The front grill was like smashed out a little bit, and so they get out of the car, and he like doesn't say anything, and he like comes like we like shake hands. He's like, hey, he's like the most awkward dude ever, and. So he basically like walks over to the bike. Okay. So I would say that they were here. They were here for probably like 17 minutes. Now, mind you a little more of a backstory. They're from Northern Alabama. And then they were teaching a course in like, you know, more Southern Alabama. And then they were cut. They drove another three and a half hours to me, like completely out of the way. So he starts looking around the bike, dude. Like 
like he was some investigator. <laughs> He's down, like, on his knees. At this point, he was like, whoa, it's chilly. So he goes back to his, his car, gets a sweatshirt, comes back. And he's just looking under the bike. Like it's looking a car? Under, like looking like, under the like undercarriage? Like looking under the undercarriage, like all, like he's down on his like knees and he's like working slowly around. He, he hit all four corners in like the, or all four sides in like the 15 minutes, okay? And he keeps looking. Keys are in the ignition. He goes, and he like feels the motor and he's like, Oh, so the bike ran today? I'm like, yeah, of, of course it ran. It's 4.30. Like, I started it multiple times. I didn't even say this, but I'm just, like, thinking in my head. Like, yeah, that's, like, I want to have it ready for when you come and show up. And Yeah, like, so, like hey, I want to make sure like, the fucking thing works when you come to buy it so I can get rid of it and be done with this whole thing. Yes. So, at this point, like, they're telling us that they're – um this kind of this is kind of funny so they tell us that they the courses that they run like he said they was he was teaching a course basically they're rock climbers and they were running like a ballet course Mm -hmm. like or whatever like rappelling is what they said it's pronounced ballet okay no it's ballet i'm joking i'm joking come on keep up jesus christ i can't keep up i'm frustrated all right so he so the girl like my lady sitting there talking to we're just like kind of all making small talk like just like whatever and um i was like oh yeah i was like and i just bring up like i was like oh i used to play for the 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 huntsville havoc and they're like oh no way like we we do all the stunts for them like anytime the mascot comes down from the ceiling like that's us and i'm like Cool. Like I don't give a shit. I'm just trying to make some like, like uh, cool. Do you want to buy the bicycle or like, not? Ge- geographical freaking, you know, connections or whatever. So you know, whatever. At that point, I'm like, cool, cool. Like they're they're like, you know, we got something in common. Um. So he keep like he's looking, he's looking, he's looking, and. He stands up and he goes, um, he goes, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I got a few, I got a few other bikes and, and, um, you know, just, you know, looking at this, you know, you can tell that it's not really well taken care of and, you know, it's just, you know, I guess, I guess it's not really what I'm looking for. So I immediately go into like Ben mode. I'm like, all right, that's fine. Like I was literally not going to say another word to the guy. I, I went yeah. over, unplugged, unplugged the bike. I, and I started walking. I was like, all right, I'm going to put it up. Yeah. Like, fuck off. I don't swear anymore, Man, but we're fuck done. off. Yeah. <laughs> like you can leave. And, um, he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, cause he's like, you know, I got other bikes and I'm like, wait a second. Are you the guy from Panama city? That is like a scammer. I didn't say that, but I'm like, wait, are you from Panama city? He's like, no, I'm, I'm from Northern Alabama. I'm like, okay, I, I guess I don't. I'm like, he's like, you know, I was messaging you on Facebook. I was like, yeah, I, like I know. He's like, and he like, wouldn't say it, but he's like, 
He's like, yeah, the Facebook I was messaging you, messaging you on, that's not my name. It's another person. I'm like, obviously, the person's name was Lori something. <laughs> and it was like a blonde woman. Like, I get that it's not you. And um, so they get Aaron. They drove seven hours out of the way. He never started the motorcycle. For 20 minutes, he walked around the bike and he just looked underneath it, never started the bike. And they get up and they're like, yeah, I guess, you know. So, and he's like saying he has other bikes. And I'm like, just thinking in the back of my head, like, first of all, are you, and and like, I don't want to be swearing right now, but like, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me inside my head? Like, that's my truck right there. There's not a speck of dirt on it. It's mint condition. There's my fiance's car right there. It's brand new. There's not a speck on it. There's like, this is our brand new house that is, we just got like after the hurricane, washed the old one away. There's the boat that we just waxed that's perfect in the driveway. And that's your piece of shit fucking Jeep right there. And you're going to tell me (laughs) that I don't know how to take care of anything or like whatever. But I didn't say any of this. Like, this is just like what's in going through my head. And 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 that was so I just they they left and I put the bike on the other side and for the next for the rest of the day I was seriously blown away baffled like they drove 7 hours out of the way in a piece of shit car that I don't like I was surprised that it would make it back to northern Alabama like that's how bad it sounded and the guy had the audacity to tell me that like my bike was not well taken care of. I'm like, dude, it's four thousand dollars less than I listed it for. Like, it's yeah, right. It un- like for 2012, it's in great condition. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. So now I'm just like, I don't know if it was like one of those, like you're on camera and we're gonna come up with the most bizarre storyline. Like, I thought for certain I was going to sell it. Like, I had everything laid out, like, the title, everything ready to go. He doesn't even start it, and then he tells me that it's not taken care of well. He's like, yeah, there's some rust underneath. So then, like, after he leaves, I'm like, what was he talking about? So I, like, like I went down to look underneath the bike, and the only specks of rust I could see were, like, where the, the pipe, the exhaust pipe, like connects to the motor and i'm like thinking like any vehicle in history like has a little bit of like rust right there like it wasn't like bad rust at all it's like it's a it's aluminum it's state it's stainless steel it can't it like physically can't rust so it's like i don't know what you're talking about like so that was shoot now ben do you think he was honestly from northern alabama yeah, he had Alabama plates. He has a, so, no, a northern Alabama phone number. So, what the fuck was the point? Like, what? So, I, like, I guess that's the. I, I, I talked to like my lady and I were sitting there saying like, like he should have at least just taken it for a ride around the block, just a joy ride. Like, you drove seven. You're driving. Like, so they tell us like right when they're about to leave. 
he's like, sorry for wasting your time. And this is the one thing I did. I, I did say to him in the most condescending voice ever. And my lady like died laughing, which was made it even funnier. But um, he goes, uh, He's like, yeah, it's like, sorry to waste your time. I'm like, waste my time. I'm like, buddy, you just drove seven hours and didn't even start the bike and you're leaving. Like, it sounds like you wasted your time. And then like, that was all I said. I mean, and, and then like, yeah, whatever. It's like, listen, I get that you're not in a, in a Beamer hotbed, right? People forget Beamers, BMW motorcycles, Beamers are the cars. You're, You're probably not in a Beamer hotbed. Like I'd imagine you're like in, you know, Harley territory. There's probably, yeah, totally. So I imagine that like, if you're truly looking for a BMW motorcycle, you probably have to travel a little bit, but like to drive that much on a Friday, like for that to be your day, basically on a Friday, right. To not even fucking ride the thing on top of that. They got their keys locked out of their car. That's why it took them an extra five hours to get there. So, like, first of all, like, buddy, you could have smashed a window out of your car and got your, like, and it wouldn't wouldn't have have affected the value of your vehicle. (laughs) Like, when I tell you it was the, like, it was. Well, it was cold yesterday, Ben. It was cold yesterday. And that's the other thing. So he's sitting there, he's sitting there telling me, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to ride it. Well, I'm going to ride it home. I'm like. This is insane. Like, ride at home. It's it's chilly today, and he gets out in his Chaco sandals, and I'm like, so that was like I was like legitimately like baffled yesterday, baffled to a point of like, you know, I could get driving in like an not even an hour because that becomes two hours. That's a two hour round trip. You know, it's like like I could get driving. 30 minutes to, you know, check something out to that. Like, you know, that you're not going to buy, like, that's right. the other thing he like, basically when he was gone, I was like, he was never buying that. He was not ever going to buy that bike. He didn't even, he didn't offer me. He didn't, he didn't even low bomb. He didn't even, there was nothing. He didn't start it. He looked at it. And the only thing he did was he's like, he, he, he had his, girlfriend or whatever sit on it to see if like she liked the size of the 800 because he's got two other 700s i don't know if you know this but the 700 is the same as the 800 it's just the 800 is a little taller that's what he told me like in that voice i was like oh my god dude i wish you played hockey and i wish i played against you because i would beat the fucking <laughs> wheels off you right Man. now all right no swearing. <laughs> that, stories that's over. what Come i mean on. okay all right no swear that is so, uh that is something. I mean, thankfully it wasn't the other way around and you wasting your time, but like w- what a bizarre situation. The most I can't I I don't think I'll ever be able to put any, you know, anything like what is the word I'm looking for? I can't put my my brain to it. Like I can't fathom it. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like you have a a crappy vehicle and you just drove an nine hours out of the way like i was certain he's probably broke down on the way home yesterday but i have an untaken care of motorcycle yeah it starts up perfectly right away you know it's like obviously i i wasn't there had i been there i would have advocated for the fact that i've never seen anybody take care of things the way that you take care of them 
Not even like, not even like OCD because I don't. Yeah, it is bad. Yes, I have OCD. I, I mean, definitely. Yeah, I, all right, fine. A but form like, of it, but you a form of it, but not like uh, it's not a it's not a debilitating form of it, right? It doesn't it doesn't hinder your your entire life, but like you are, you know, you're just you're very neat, you're very tidy. Um, right, like I basically in my brain, if this is a good way to explain my o- obsessive compulsive disorder, it's it'd be like. I lived like no offense, dad, if you're listening, but I lived with my dad who has eight bajillion things. And it's like there, it's too many things to like, even like go, go back, back to the fathom word. So like, for me, I just want all of my things to be orderly and like ready to go working. Yeah. So like, so that's it. Like, there's nothing more than it. It's not like, like if I go get something out of my toolbox, it's just I know that it's going to be right. like sharp and ready to go to do whatever. It's like I'm not wasting time. Yeah, there's a, there's a different. It's it's you know that's why I was I was hesitant to call it OCD because I think there is just it's also just preparedness. It's it's almost like um like a military mindset in a sense of like hey I'm gonna have this clean and ready to go. And that way, when I need it, I know where it is. I know it's going to work. It's ready to go. I don't even have to think about it. I don't have to question it. Uh, you know, what's the the seven P's already? Oh, dude. I don't even remember how it goes. Um, uh, so obviously, I, guess- <laughs> I, I would have vouched for you because, like, I mean, dude, I remember when, when I was living in my old apartment in New Haven, you came over for the first time, like, we're just hanging out for literally like 15 minutes before we went to the bar and you started cleaning my stove top. And I was like, like, all right, right on bro. One less thing I have to do. Like if he only knew that I, you know, with inflation through the roof, a, a, a can of WD 40 these days is like seven ninety nine. Whoa! I'm putting on like, I coat that bike in WD 40. So like the salt air doesn't yeah. stick to it. Like you gotta, but i'm just saying like i don't i don't see i don't see what he saw and that's the end of this and there's no sense in dragging it along and whatever that's that's the end of the story my guess um, i honestly ben i wonder part of it's for appearances i wonder if he was like you know who knows how long him and his girl have been dating Maybe he's trying to impress her. Hey, I'm going to go buy a motorcycle. We've talked about this, but in reality, he probably doesn't actually have the money. And, you know, unfortunately, we live in a world where sometimes it's easier to uh, to perpetuate a lie than it is to just tell the truth. Right. And and I guess if, if that's if that was his case, he absolutely screwed himself so bad because as they drove away you could see her just like looking back. Like, I mean, we live, it's not our house, but it's my future in-laws house. And it's on a very nice street. And there's a boat on the lift in the back and there's a boat in the driveway. And it was a, what I thought was a very clean BMW sitting right there. (laughs) Nope, Not that clean. So it's not like, like, I don't know if it was the kind of thing that like, like there, I wouldn't have taken less than fifty two fifty. Like that was the other thing. So like, even though I wanted it gone, like that was what he had offered, and that was going to be like if he was like, "Oh, I'll give you four grand," I would have been like, "No way," and I would have been like, "Take a hike." 
But the fact that he didn't even like there was nothing, no low ball, no like, hey, would you do three thousand on it? Like nothing like that. Like it was just like did no start, walk around. It was the weirdest thing I've ever been involved in. That's why I guess I'm we're still talking about it the next day on a on a international award winning podcast right. to tons of people. Yep. So I think we should move on to Charlie Munger thinking that the U.S. should ban cryptocurrency. Okay, fine. Happy to happy to transition. Um, that's that's fine. Totally fine with me. Yeah, I mean that just happened to pop up in my Instagram Explore feed as I was uh, as I was making breakfast this morning, and uh, I sent it over to you just so we're we get it all right. Charlie Munger says the U S should follow in China's footsteps and ban cryptocurrency. Now, for those of you who don't know, Charlie Munger is Warren Buffett's right-hand man at Berkshire Hathaway has been for, for, for literally probably a hundred years. Uh, yeah, um, I was going to say like, I'm surprised they're alive. Still, yeah. Charlie but... Munger has got to be what? Take a guess how old Charlie Munger is. Well, if he's not more than 88, He's got the body of like a hundred and fourteen year old. Oh so. my god! Okay, take give me a real guess of how old Charlie Munger is. I that was my guess, eighty eight. Uh, try ninety nine. He's literally a hundred years old. No way. He t- his birthday is January first. So if he makes it through this year, he will be a hundred. And. <laughs> So hold no on a second. He hates hold on a second. <laughs> I mean, so hold on. You and I just had the same thought at the same time. <laughs> hold on a second. So this guy who was born in 1924. 1924. That means, hey, I know what's crazy. That that is that is five years before my late grandfather, who has been passed away for like seven years or something like that. Yeah, Ben. It was also five years before the fucking Great Depression. Like, <laughs> this motherfucker is old as dirt. So I actually, I will say, I find it kind of interesting. I find it interesting and I don't. Obviously, the guy is not, doesn't want to adopt it because he's a, he's literally a hundred years old. <laughs> he's worth, he's worth $2.3 billion according to Forbes, which is, you know, probably fair. He went to Harvard Law School in 1948. Jesus Christ. Um what so he went as he went as an old he went in his late 30s. No, he was 24 when he started law oh, school. I'm not a math guy. You yeah, are very obviously. Um very obviously not. <laughs> wow, he was married for a long time too. Um so like obviously right, he, quick he, question. How many hearts do you think he's had? Hearts that he's bought. Uh well, let's see. He was born in 1924, so that means he definitely lived through the era of like eat a steak every night for dinner, smoke a pack of cigarettes before bed, and drink uh, coke, and drink coke, and and he, they drink a ton of coke. Those two, and uh, well, although, I think Warren Buffett, I think Warren Buffett prefers cherry coke, which I'm down with because I like cherry coke. I don't drink it ever, but uh, and then you know probably. A lot of, you know, back in the days when you drink bourbon during the day, just because it was, uh, you know, it was Tuesday at two o'clock. So I'd say he's probably on his third heart, I would say. I no, I'm I'm there's no way that he has not had massive medical help to get him to ninety nine to still be working like that. So so you've got. 
you've got Charlie Munger, who who you know is a, is very successful. Him and Warren Buffett have done extremely well for themselves. They have a very simple business model: buy good businesses that are underpriced or need help or whatever, and and that's the way they've done their business. Um, they have had a couple stinkers. They've had a couple that have not gone so well, but but overall, they're very successful investors. But the irony to me is, is that it said uh, uh, half the Berkshire Hathaway chairman, vice chairman, Charlie Munger, urged the U.S. government to ban cryptocurrencies like China. I mean, first of all, that alone is a little like scary, you know, like, hey, let's start acting more like China saying a lack of regulation enabled wretched excess in a gambling mentality. Meanwhile, on Wall Street. Banks are, and we we actually covered this uh, at least once. Banks are allowed to use leverage to purchase and make plays. And leverage, for those of you that don't remember, is uh, you can gambling is gambling where you borrow money from an investment bank. You know, a hedge fund will borrow money from an investment bank to make their bets, more or less. And then have to pay off what they borrow when the bet pays off, unless the bet doesn't pay off. But it allows you to bet up to, say, 10x what your normal position would be because you don't, without ever having to put any capital up. Oh, we just got the 10 minute warning. We're going to go longer. This is going to be a longer one today. Um, So, like, to criticize cryptocurrency because you don't understand it and you're a fucking dinosaur. Literally. And then not look at what goes on in the stock market and have anything to say about that. It's just, it's just being a hypocrite. It's just right. And the other thing is like that right now, like it's a guarantee that Charlie Munger has not driven himself in the last 30 years. Cause he wouldn't even know how to get in a, a car and start it. Right. Oh yeah. Push <laughs> the start. Guy, what are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you kidding? Yeah. He's like, where's the key? Like it's that little black box, sir. What do you mean? <laughs> just hold it near the. Just hold it near the car. Just you know, hold it on there. Just hold it up there. It'll work. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Charlie Munger and I are in the same boat because when I bought my new car, it has pushed to start, and I was like, "Yo, what the fuck? Like, this is gonna take some getting used to." Um, but I just, I think that's a mentality against uh, amongst, uh, you know institutional investors like that. And it's like, dude, you just, I, and I, I, I don't fault the guy. He's a hundred years old. I don't fault him. Of course, if you ask my 80, you know, soon to be uh 87 year old grandfather about crypto, he, he would have no fucking idea what you're talking about. And if you explained it to him, he still would have no idea what you're talking about. So obviously he's going to be somebody that's not interested in it, but you know, Charlie Munger's voice in the investment community holds weight. So to, you know, come out and and talk trash about a, a, a security that you don't even fully understand, like, wow, that's weird. My grandfather just texted me. That's fucking strange. Well, he texts me every morning, but just the fact that I've mentioned him and then he texts me. Um, but the fact that your voice holds so much weight and you're saying stuff like that about things you don't truly understand, it's like, shut the fuck up, dude. Shut the fuck up. I wonder how many people in on Wall Street are like, can he die already? Like, 
he I needs bet, to go. I bet you Charlie Munger hates black people. I bet you he hates black people. He's a hundred years old. I bet you he's still got all kinds of racist bones in his body. He Omaha, Nebraska. You kidding me? Yeah. Well, isn't that where uh, what's his face is from too? Warren Buffett. Uh, what have they he, just been like boning each other their whole lives or something? Yeah. Well, Maybe they're gay. Not that that's a bad thing. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, but that would be interesting. Can you imagine? Uh, yeah, Omaha, Nebraska. What do they call them? The Oracle of Omaha. Oh yeah, I guess. How is it though that Char- Charlie Munger's only worth two billion and Warren Buffett's worth like a hundred million? Yeah, <laughs> that's um, that's interesting. You want to know why? Because he didn't do anything. He just was like his friend. That's true. That's like that's, you know, that's a good friend to have. You know, um. We also, Ben, we also have to talk about something else. Uh, there's a Chinese spy balloon that's been flying over the United States for the last few days that uh, the U.S. government refuses. Well, do we to have any darts about. that we could, like, pop it? We could, like, throw uh, darts in it? It, it, it? Honestly, have you seen this story? No. Do you know about this? Okay. No, but I'm surprised it's not right. I'm, I mean, I we're, we are two miles from an Air Force base right here. And uh, well, there's it's definitely headed some your way. Weird... Don't worry. It's headed your way. Uh, so basically the first I saw of it, it was in, it was, uh, hovering over Montana All at right, a time out. Base in Montana. I think we need to talk about something. Okay. Everything like the past cup, like we, you li- we literally just talked about Charlie Munger. It's like, if, if we're not at the point where we can see that like China has taken over and infiltrated the United States, like. You're a little silly. Like it's I'm I guess I'm just like it's getting is it not getting a little bit like I guess you don't really see it, but like the amount of companies that have been bought up by, you know, Chinese corporations is like insane. Not to mention the like the media and like the NBA, like everything. It's like everything has been China lately. So now we got this spy balloon flying over us. The, my first thought is like, we probably put it up there for them. It will. So to back it up a little bit, the the very first part of this was like China started buying up land around a U.S. Air Force base in I can't remember if it was in Montana or North Dakota. It was one of those two. And like, obviously that raised concerns. Now, granted, you know, unfortunately we have a, a free market society. So like, you know, can you really stop them from buying the land? You know, I I guess probably not, but you can, however, stop them from doing shit like this, but you're right, Ben. So I listened to a podcast with a guy named Mike Baker, who used to, who was a CIA operative for uh, a long time. And uh, he basically talked about like the difference between America and China is that like, like because of the communist regime being as strong as it is, basically like you could be a regular Chinese citizen. Let's say you're a regular Chinese citizen, Ben, and you come to the United States to go to college or whatever. And then you get a job in a big, let's say at Google, right? You're a software engineer at Google. Well, now the Chinese government's going to reach out to you and say, Hey, we, we need some information on what's going on, you know, behind the scenes at Google. And like, 
because the Communist Party is so strong and holds so much control over its people, they do it. And so they it's not necessarily that like China has millions of spies that are like trained spies. It's just that they use their citizens in service of their, you know, of their country and of their party and of their regime. <clears throat> and if you know Asian people, they're a very proud culture i mean or you know a very proud race i should say the chinese the japanese koreans they're all super proud of of their countries and tradition and all that just so they willingly participate so now you've created tens of thousands of chinese spies without actually training any tens of thousands you know these people aren't breaking into the pentagon but you know we live in a world where money is power and corporate secrets are just as important as government secrets and you know, if we can get a leg up on our corporate competition in the United States, like imagine all the things that we can do to advance Chinese society. So this spy balloon thing is even fucking crazier because they won't shoot it down. And it makes you wonder, like, how in bed is the Biden administration with China? Does China have dirt on the Biden administration? You know, what is it that's causing them to not I mean, this is, you know, kind of a, an act of war to be flying an aircraft over the United States with no repercussions. Uh, yeah, I would go ahead and agree, agree big time. I, I didn't even know about it, though. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's in, within the last couple of days that the stories really started to blow up. Um, Live updates, su- suspected Chinese spy balloon flying over the U.S., are they going to do like a NORAD Santa tracker on it? Like, will we know when it? <laughs> this, so uh... they they um they said there might be another one on its way, and the Chinese said no, it's just a it's a um it's not it's not a military aircraft. It's a it's a not personal aircraft. It's like a it's a meteorolo- meteorological balloon that got blown off course. In 2023, you're trying to tell me that this fucking thing got blown off course? Are you fucking joking me? We can, you know, we can drop a a nuke on somebody's house from 4,000 miles away with pinpoint accuracy. And you're telling me that this fucking thing just blew off course and it just happens to be floating across the United States now? Yeah, it's like, um, I mean, it happens all the time. It's like, oh, yeah, car accidentally drives down the wrong way on a one way street. It's like, oh, our weather balloon just yeah. Well, I've done blew that. off. Or, well, that was the joke. It's like, <laughs> you, 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 yeah, I've done it too. It's like, oh, you really need to take a right here, but it's a one way, but you don't have to go that far up it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've done that. Um, but I just, I think it. All right, this is gonna end in two seconds. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause this. We're gonna pause. We're going to come right back. Okay. But just to, so just to continue that thought, like I just, it's, it's a really like tumultuous time to be uh, an American, but I mean, just a human in general, because like, this is crazy. I mean, it's crazy. You got, you got Chinese spy balloons flying over the United States and nothing's being done about it. I mean, what, what, world are we are we living in right hey also though do we have to take a tiny little step back here and then go and play devil's advocate in terms of like 
What are we flying everywhere else? In the world? Absolutely, Ben. No doubt about it. You are you are a hundred percent correct that we have. I mean, I mean, between satellites I'm, and drones. Are you kidding and, me? And aircraft carriers, and absolutely no doubt about it. I I'm a hundred percent agree with you. The, Rules for thee and not for me. Exactly. And when it comes to America and the military, that's the case. We get to do whatever we want. Nobody else can do anything without us saying it's okay first. Um, no, you're a hundred percent right. And like I would I would argue that like the American uh military industrial complex has created this situation in the world because it's been all right, everybody has to try and keep up with America. And so like uh or you know, the United States. And so that has caused China, you know, you've got Iran trying to, you know, get nukes. You've got um, Russia, obviously. I, I'm sure you saw that we are now sending uh, Abrams tanks to the Ukraine. Um, like this whole military industrial complex and the tie into the financial system that goes with it. It causes this. And now you get to a point where it's like the the we've opened a can of worms and we can't put the worms back in. And it's just it's getting worse and worse and just weirder and weirder. Yeah, like I recently heard something the other day. So like I was telling you before, we're we're like five miles from you know the edge of the land and that the air force owns. And then for the next then like you know, for like 30 something miles is based, not, not 30, but maybe 15 miles. Like the air force owns everything, right? Huge, huge airport. You know, there's jets like fighter jets that fly by every single weekday, like every, like all times of the day. And another, and then like, just like two miles down the beach, there's this, there's this spot called hurricane cut they call it it's called crooked island and you can go and like hang out at the beach there but also in the back side of this is a government it's a, a government research facility okay so there's like at any point the government can come out of their boat slips in like crooked island in this little like call it like a, a little bay and just shut the area down. And it's a drone research facility. Okay. So like, oh, like they say it'll be notified one day before, but then a couple hours before, like if they ask you to leave, like you have to leave. And it's like well posted everywhere. But what I'm getting at is the other day there was like bombs going off all day long. And I was talking to the neighbor and he was telling me that it's actually not the government that's dropping all those bombs. It's they rent because it's such like military ish land. They rent it to civilian contractors who are doing the drone research and doing dropping all these bombs and making these bombs. So now what I'm here, like what, like it's starting to make sense because I'm like, how do they drop bombs like this all day long? Like, you're just thinking like 10K. I'm sure I, I'm sure a bomb is way more than 10K too. It's like, 
100 K pause, 100 K pause, 100. Like if 15 bombs go off in a row, it's like, it's insane. But then it got me thinking like, okay, are, is this not even the military? And this is just the people who are making it for the military. So they, right. they technically don't even really have to drop them. They just like, like, Oh, all the research has been done. It's like, load them up and shoot them and you're good to go. Or, or I don't know, you know, cause I'm obviously not involved, but it's just not like, yet. if this, if so these, if it's like a civilian like group that has black rock money that can just test whatever they want and do whatever they want. It's like, now does it turn into like, Oh yeah, go fly these civilian drones over you know other countries it's not a it's not a u.s government drone it's a civilian drone but then you can sell us your data or or whatever and like all that so to me just like hearing that even was like like pretty crazy to think like you know if you and i just had a bunch of money and you know we just go near some government facility rent it from the government and then just test all the weapons and sell them to the government at a premium i'm sure you know it's well like- and that's and that's basically what it boils down to is like i i i feel like a big chunk of the military budget I, and actually i mean a lot of this is uh if you've ever seen the movie war dogs which i think we've talked about on here from time to time like i guess my understanding of it is post 9/11 and what happened with the war in Iraq where uh, W. Bush gave basically all of the contracts to Halliburton and Dick Cheney's people. And, you know, Dick Cheney basically used the presidency for self-gain. And, you know, not to mention a, a fucking farce of a war to begin with. It's, a, it's not like Iraq ever had weapons of mass destruction anyways. But when you boil down that whole situation... Like it was a not great situation. And I guess after that, there was regulation like the United States government, especially the United States military has to open these types of things to open bidding because there was so much collusion and corruption going on. And so when they did that, now you just created a completely new industry where you've, you've privatized uh, defense contracting and the amount of defense contractors and privately owned defense contract companies are now through the fucking roof because there's so much money to be made because of right because it's just like an open checkbook yeah it's exactly just like a, a blank check yeah it's um i mean it's just crazy you know it's crazy i i have these like thoughts a lot like when i'm like laying in bed it's like Think about how insignificant we are in the grand scheme of the universe. Oh, my gosh. And then to think about all the dumb shit that we focus our attention and money on as, as, you know, as a country, as a people, the things that we fixate on, the things that consume our entire lives. And it's like none of it fucking matters at all. It's all so stupid. But like. (laughs) But it's a system that's been designed that way. You know, and and we're a species that has evolved that way as we've evolved. You know, we've we've really lost our touch with our ancestral roots and where we come from. And I'm not advocating for like liver King shit here, but like just having a better understanding Which, of he's like, a fraud where we too. Yeah. Big time. Didn't fraud. it just come out? Yeah. He was on all kinds of steroids. Um, I mean, 
And listen, I got no problem with it. Not to change the topic too much. I got no problem with steroids. Just don't be a guy that's out there saying you don't do them when it's like, bro, you're fucking um, I, I think pounds and 4% body fat. Obviously, you do steroids. I, I decided that there's no way J.J. Watt wasn't just juiced. I mean, I'm sure all those guys are just juiced through the roof, but... Yeah, I decided. I, I, I saw I saw his like college picture the other day. I'm like, oh, you can see when he got the needle just after this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and dude, like I again, I just, you know, especially in the NFL, like you have such a short window to make as much money as possible. Wouldn't you do everything you could to maximize your potential earnings? You know? Well, yeah, man. I watched guys do it in the federal hockey league. You know, it's like, yeah, which is like, buddy, like, what you get? You making two twenty five now? Instead of, <laughs> it gets two hundred twenty five dollars a week. <laughs> Player of the game bonus, baby. Um, all right. Well, that feels like a as good as good a spot to end it as we're gonna have. I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to flush flush all that out because I think it's. Uh, I think it's just comical. The world that we're living in is just all so it just feels made up. It all just feels like something out of a fucking, you know, shitty movie. And yeah, it's, it's where we're at. Yeah. And the NFL is rigged too. Yeah. I saw that. I saw, I, I don't, who is that guy again? Arian uh, Foster. Yeah. From the university of Tennessee. Uh, I mean, I do. I mean, I do understand that like, I guess when you start to think about it, it's like, okay, if there is a script or whatever, like you would want to put the best athlete, you know, it's like you put the best athletes in the situations, you know, but like, do you think that that, that defensive back was supposed to tip that, that ball that was thrown, you know, that the bet, you know, if the Bengals made that completion. Like it would have changed the whole game. No, like, is that, that guy supposed to tip the ball? You and know? that's, it's like, and that's why I don't buy that because uh, a, there's too many variables, way too many. Each NFL team has 53 men on the active roster. So that means over the course of the hundred years, the NFL has been around you 53 guys on the roster times there's 32 teams in the league right now. You're telling me you can get every single one of those guys to fucking stay quiet for all these right. fucking years when right. the, when the concussion thing that didn't get kept quiet. That ended up, you know, like that that's what makes it hard to believe for me. But then there's also like aspects of it like uh when the Patriots lost to the Giants in the first in 07 to ruin the perfect season. Oh, Odell the, Beckham was that that Odell no, Beckham catch? Da- David Tyree, but like the David Tyree oh. one hand, you know, sticks the ball to his helmet. Right. And if it moves three inches, it's an in incompletion. It? I, I mean, even, okay. That? No, I've not. The but even, in if, the gloves even, or if, even if there was still. No, but if, I'm saying if, I saw this thing. I saw this thing where they were showing how oh, it's like this some sort of it's a military technology and there's some something in the ball and then it's in the gloves and that's how they say Odell Beckham made that catch like reaching over his head and then they've shown a bunch of like you know times where like a guy was like trying to shake the ball off his his hand yeah I mean I've it seen that move, I've seen that like, but the other the 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 counterpoint I would make is then why are there so many like egregious drops in the NFL because there are some okay times so these question guys fucking... do is it is it guys that they're like, okay, we want you to be a guy, so you get the gloves, but nobody else does, you know? So it's like, 
I mean, but if that was the case, then why did Odell Beckham's career fizzle out so much? You know, like he made that he made that catch. Everybody knows against the Cowboys. I think it was against the Cowboys. And uh, like and then his career just fizzled out after. I mean, I guess my point being is like David Tyree, that catch he made in the Super Bowl. That was the last catch he ever made in the NFL. Like he never and he wasn't like that old. He wasn't a veteran. Like he just he wasn't that great of a wide receiver. He never. made. Okay, so is that is that is that the type of storyline that's like. You weren't supposed to catch that ball, you dumb motherfucker. And <laughs> now we're kicking, you know, it's like you didn't follow the script. You were supposed to botch that. You know you're not a good receiver. <laughs> like, no, you know, I know you stink. <laughs> um but, is that his entire career? Come on. That can't be right. Um, but I I mean, you know, I, I just I think the I think the I think sports in general are just the best drama there is you know there's right. no there's no there's no recreate i mean i think the only thing that you can come break it down to is just like refereeing you can sway a game oh totally and and dude i mean i i i i own the book uh personal foul which is about um uh the fucking the rogue ref in the in the nba um donaghy i can't remember his first name for whatever reason um but you know, he, he was the one who got in trouble for the whole gambling scandal and all that stuff where he was basically feeding information back to bookmakers in Philadelphia or, you know, wherever the fuck it was. And like, it wasn't so much that aspect of it that was eye opening in, in the book. It was the fact that referees let their personal biases like play so much into the decisions they're making. But, you know, we could listen, we could talk about that more next week. Let's uh I gotta go play some hockey unless they rescheduled it again on me. And, uh, I hope and they I didn't. You need again. to get out there. <clears throat> um episode one fifty four. Great job, Ben. Great chat. Love you, pal. Love you, bro.